0: who know me realize that I would add another very important fault line to Brown's list. The huge crack in our national fabric that has developed around climate change. If there ever was a reality laden with fear, it is this one. For fossil fuel, vested interests are strong. Scientific predictions of what lies ahead are scary. Consequences of global warming are proceeding more quickly than we imagined and significant changes to our way of life are necessary. Moreover, it is difficult to embrace the notion that if we address this challenge, the changes just might be positive. My active involvement with climate change began in this very room in 2012 at a meeting of one of our partners in conscious. Nebraskans for Peace had brought in Mark Reynolds, executive director of a fledgling volunteer organization called Citizens Climate Lobby, or CCL. He had come to Lincoln to give a group start workshop. I had recently retired with all sorts of plans. Those plans were turned on, our head, on its, their head that day, and I became a co-leader of the Lincoln chapter. CCL is a nonpartisan organization with volunteers in every US congressional district, as well as chapters in many countries around the world. Our mission is to build political will for a livable world and to empower people to have breakthroughs in personal and political power. I have come to consider my participation integral to my spiritual life. Brene Brown offers this definition. Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are all inextricably connected to each other by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and compassion, a wide open, hard scrabble effort to stay connected to what binds us as human beings while navigating an increasingly divisive and cynical world. This definition holds much that resonates with me. I would add that that effort to stay in positive relationship must also explicitly extend to the interconnected web of all existence. I find meaningful echoes of our Unitarian Universalist principles in the core values of CCL. For example, there is this statement. We believe people are good and the democracy works. We use our voices to be heard. This simple act transforms us from spectators to engaged citizens, and it reveals the true nature of democracy to us. We stand for a solution, not against other solutions, and we don't expect perfection from ourselves or from others. I am learning it takes resolve and intention to believe that democracy works, to stand for rather than against, and to accept and even celebrate imperfection, mine as well as others. CCL bets the bank on relationship. The organization works to develop positive, ongoing relationships around the issue of climate change with our members of Congress, with community leaders, with our family and friends, the general public, and among our members, some of whom belong to this church, here locally, and around the nation. You can look for CCL at the GA. We say we have only one rule, that of approaching each conversation in the most generous way possible, with respect, gratitude, and appreciation even when that seems extraordinarily difficult. This is both intensely practical and idealistic. We know we can do very little alone. We have to learn to work with those with whom we disagree. It is easy to decry the tribalism that is paralyzing our nation, but it is far harder to try to build relationships across that divide. Efforts to promote civil conversation seem to be emerging everywhere and books on the topic are proliferating like the rabbits in my yard. (laughs) As something of an aside, there are two titles that I hope may make us smile, but also invite considerable soul searching. There's I'm right and you're an idiot, (laughs) but also the impossible will take a little while. However, and somewhat obviously from the service, at the moment I am taken by Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness. One of the difficult paradoxes in the effort to engage in courteous conversation is how to firmly speak truth to both outright lies and distortions, but to do so with civility. Brown finds it helpful to think of lying as a defiance of the truth and bullshitting as a whole wholesale dismissal of it. She points out that we often rely on bullshit when we are pushed to comment on things we do not understand. When we are called on to have an opinion about things that are far out of our areas of expertise or interest, we tend to fall back on the perspective of our tribe. Curiosity about other points of view can at such times seem like weakness, and asking questions can sound antagonistic rather than a real attempt to learn and understand. Brown also worries about the dangers of falling back on the either you're for us or against us tack. Are those really the only two options? Almost never. There are practically always other alternatives. To quote Brown, we normally don't set up false dilemmas because we're intentionally bullshitting. We often rely on this device when we're working from a place of fear, acute emotion, and lack of knowledge. Unfortunately, fear, acute emotion, and lack of knowledge also provide the perfect setup for uncivil behavior. That is why the bullshit incivility cycle can become endless. How do we break that cycle? CCL emphasizes the need to practice having civil conversations and provides exercises to that end. These exercises stress that generous listening is more important than expressing one's own point of view. That it is crucial to ask open questions not ones that expect a certain answer. To understand the merit of the values of others and to connect on the level of those values that are shared. I have found that this is not at all easy. The solution to climate change that CCL advocates is placing a price on carbon at the federal level with net revenue going back to all households but our conversations are most successfully approached by asking about the perspectives and concerns of the other. I've been a part of a fair number of meetings with our members of Congress or their staff and with community leaders. These have been relatively easy. We carefully prepare. There are several of us to carry the ball. And in a way, those with whom we speak are required to treat us civilly and over time seem uh, more open to the information we bring. However, on a personal level, I haven't been so successful. I am painfully aware that I'm living in a very small bubble out of a restricted narrative of how I see the world. Studies show that most people in this country do not talk about climate change, so I've been consciously trying to bring it up. I was chagrined when visiting with a woman at an Ollie class that I could come up with absolutely no response when she shared that if the climate is changing, it is not due to human action and God will take care of it. I sat there speechless. I really need more practice. As we move from this month's theme of emergence to next month's creativity I pose a question for us. How can we help each other be creative in our attempts to intentionally engage in civil conversation with those who think differently from us, including within this congregation? These words of an unknown pastor are part of CCL's climate advocacy training. I offer them to you. The holy earth. We must take such care of it. It must take such care of us. We are each of us nearly all the other has. There is darkness all around us, yet between us there is just enough light to get by.